Cole, what's new? It's going well. Um, every now and then I'm noticing a few more gray hairs. Oh, really? Coming in on the side of my <sighs> my head. I don't know if it's just paranoia hmm. or if it's you know just natural events taking place right now. But that's something I'm monitoring. <laughs> All right, boujou, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Native Lights Bidapi. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. And in this podcast, we are connecting with folks around the Native community here in Minnesota during the COVID-19 pandemic. So kind of a way to um, keep up connection with others in these times of social and just plain old distancing. Yep. And today we are speaking with Nessa Goodthunder. And she's the director over at the Lower Sioux Early Head Start and Head Start program which is a really cool program. We talked about it on Minnesota Native News a couple of years ago when it first got up and running. And here she is, Vanessa Goodthunder. Woohoo! Welcome. Hi. Hi. What's up? So could you please, for us, introduce yourself? Oh, okay. Well, hami rakuyapi. Yahi piki washte. Vanessa Goodthunder makiapie. Dakoti yas nasnawi demie. Chanshayapi dematha. Wana chanshayapi wakanyeja. Oyawa oti ed hktawaniye. Uh, well, hello, everybody. My name is Vanessa Goodthunder. It's good that we're all here virtually, radio-y and stuff like that. Uh, my Dakota name is Sasnawi, which means jingling woman. I am Dakota and I am Dene, and I'm from Where They Paint the Trees Red, also known as the Lower Sioux Indian Community. And I am the director of the Chanshayapi Wakayaja Oyawa OT Siwu, which is the Lower Sioux Early Head Start and Head Start. Great. Could you talk a little bit about your role with Siwu and what usually happens there? Oh, well, we are a birth to five-year-old school um, with a mission to raise the next generation of Dakota language speakers. And so basically we get to see wonderful children being raised and we get to be a part of it. So I'm just Super excited and honored to, to be a part of that great team. We're called Sea Woo, so we go Sea Woo. <laughs> That's awesome. And how are things changing now? Well, as a school, we're closed currently just to ensure our goal of keeping all of the children and families safe and, and healthy. So we are able to do distance uh, learning and services packages where we are able to give them food for up to two weeks, diapers, wet wipes, formulas. And then we give them weekly calls, just checking in on their well-being. How are you? How's, how's the babies? Um, and really helping with any resource follow-up. So if they need any child care help, if they're essential emergency workers right now, so we're helping them um, just figure out life right now. We have all of our language videos on our website, lscu.com, and then our Facebook, Lore Sue Early Head Start and Head Start, so that they can learn at home. And then our teachers are putting together distance learning packages so that when we drop them off, um, the kids can continue developing. That's great. How are the kids, you know, adjusting to this and the parents and things like that? Well, I think it's, it's so hard um, mental health-wise, and I think you know, we're seeing some like potty training, they're digressing there. And that's something because uh, when we see that, it's because something's going on with them social emotionally. And so I think that's 
in itself is a huge showing us um, that it's it's not normal what's going on. We see it as as um, adults here, but the the kids are definitely feeling it too, and that's just one of the the ways that we're seeing it. So we did a car parade last Friday where all of our staff got in their cars and nice. balloons and um, waved to all of our families and stopped by their houses and, and honked at them. And we were just seeing them really made us excited because it's been a whole month. And um, it was really nice to, to see the kids. One even tried to jump into one of the teacher's arms and I wasn't sure if the teacher was going to feel that kid, but she didn't. So that was good. <laughs> that must have been really hard to not hug back. Yeah. Yes. It's very strange when we do delivery services, our teachers, some of them they like to, to volunteer for. And I'm just like, you can't touch the kid. Mm-hmm. There's like health and safety and they understand that completely. So then they social distancely just drop the, the package off and they go in their car. But sometimes they see them in the, the window and, and wave to them. Yeah. It goes against instinct, you know. <laughs> it's, it's super not Dakota traditions, uh, these social distancing measures for sure. And kind of along those lines, what have been, you know, some of the bigger challenges that you've had to deal with through this? Um the whole core of our school is that language. So how do we continue that um, right in a, in a way that is safe? I'm seeing the technology use of our videos. And so I have a lot of families who send us messages that the kids are listening to the language. So I think that one was the biggest thing. And diapers, wet wipes, and formula. Um, <laughs> wet wipes are super hard to find. It's like a black market now. And then um, we can't order in bulk too much and some of us have to go to the store and you can only get one per person so then we're being crazy people and like sending different people to the store and mm-hmm. just trying to, to help our families because they're going through that too so if we can do something but gosh it's just crazy just how black market-esque it is right now sure so what would you say are some awesome things you've seen i know you mentioned the car parade that sounds really cool uh, but what are some wins that Siwu has experienced? Oh, gosh. Well, I just keep thinking about that car parade because it just happened last Friday. A big win is some of our grant funders are just saying, hey, here are um, a bunch of ways that you can help. Um, I know CACFP has been great. What was that? Um, our CACFP, which is the state and, and federal funding dollars. Oh, okay. They said, hey, you just need to feed the people. Go ahead. So that's why we're able to give them the distance feeding packages. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a huge win. And then people just being open and and flexible because, you know, nobody's seen this. I asked an elder, you know, have you seen something like this in your lifetime? And I was just expecting them to say, you know, yeah, there's this one time. And she just said, no, I haven't seen anything like this in my whole life. And I was like, oh, dang. Okay. Don't panic, Vanessa. (laughs) Um, Then another one just reminded me to remember prayer during this. And I think that's super helpful because sometimes when it gets to be crazy, we forget about that calmness that we need to have in that prayer um, because we we do have instincts to and resiliency to get through this. We've done it before as people. So that, that was a really nice reminder. I just wanted to quickly ask how you are doing during this whole thing, how you've personally reacted, I guess. I've been doing what I do uh, as a director. I've I've just been still budget season, still here, grant season, still here, but I've been really able to 
to be helpful for my tribe. So it's been really nice. I took that strength finder test uh, that the U of M gives at five strengths. And so we did it as a whole Siwoo and none of us have focus and none of us have um, assurance. So we're just unsure and unfocused walking around here with our kids, which um, really shows what, how I've been just been still unfocused and, and still not sure, but that's just something I've always had. Yeah. So um, I think me, my, my personal health, I've been, I've been good. I have my family. And so we've been just, at home and having more time together. And I've been able to, to help my community in ways and, and use those strengths. Well, you mentioned the strengths finder, and then I heard what were your non-strengths. <laughs> but you know, the whole premise of strengths is to, you know, build on the what you have. Do you have a favorite strength that you have from that? My favorite strength would be, I have like two. I like um, the arranger piece because everything can fly at me and I can see it. Oh. Um, my team always tells me that and people I work with, they're like, I'm always looking around and like arranging things really quickly on the go. So I'm really excited about that because then I can help get people into gear. Mm -hmm. And then my second favorite strength would be well, um, individualization. I have the ability to see strengths in other people and, and see what people bring to the table. So that's something that I always strive to do is make it a we, not an I. Um, the only reason why we've gotten this far as a school is because every single person um, who has put their, their heart and efforts into this. Mm. So then I always say it's a, a community school for those reasons. Yeah. That's right. Nice. Uh, like outside of the school, just like, I don't know if there's been any like cool shows that you've been into um, just random hobbies that you've gotten into i don't know anything like that well i got to open a book up finally <laughs> and one that i wasn't mandated to read or so that i could stay up to date with my research it's a stupid book i'm super not going to say it but it's like one of those stupid uh <laughs> books about like fighting crime and blah 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 it's like fiction one that just makes you happy mm. and it's a series so i'm hoping to finish it to walk my dog some more so my dog's named bentley he's a pomeranian he's gonna turn oh. he's three um and all of his commands are in dakota so i'm trying to nice. teach him more and then i got to i pastel quite a bit so not quite a bit i, I finally got to open a pastel again and start pasteling <laughs> so um i'm up today on the voice I'm up to date. I'm making the cut, which is a sewing one, which my mom's like. Oh, that's right. I've, lot of, I've watched a lot of TV. <laughs> a lot. I'm not proud of it, but I've done it. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Vanessa. It's really nice to hear from you and hear about what you're doing at Siwoo. Well, thank you all. Um, take care. Soak stop. Well, I'm definitely going to turn on some of those uh videos that they're posting so Marvin can learn some oh, yeah, yeah. Dakota words. I feel like up here in Grand Rapids, it's there's a lot of Ojibwe representation up here, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be good to see those resources and have those resources for him to at least check out. All right. Thank you for listening to Native Lights Bidapi. I'm your host, Go Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. 
Native Lights Bidapi is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you'd like to help us spread the word about Native Lights, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, and every major listening app, as well as minnesotanativenews.org. And hey, if you know anybody who would be a great person for us to talk to, email us at nativelights at ampers.org and find us on Facebook and our newly created Instagram page.